0: Welcome back, everybody, to the Game Shop Podcast, the end of season NBA pod, joined by the man himself, Shane Behringer.
1: It's a sad day. The NBA season is over. Sad no more day. games
0: on. No more games. Uh, the Warriors are your 2022, 2022 NBA champions, uh, winning in six games over the Boston Celtics. Shane, what is your initial
1: reaction? Well um Steph Curry is amazing that's I guess the headline um even maybe better than amazing he played out of his mind um kind of reminded everybody of his talent and um his ability to just take the life out of the opposing crowd I think that was one of the biggest keys in game six because in game six the Celtics got out pretty to a hot start and then Steph and the Warriors kind of came roaring back and they just couldn't answer um and that was just kind of the kind of the theme all all season or all not not, excuse me all series um i'm really happy for the warriors uh like seeing all the parade stuff today was really cool yeah um i don't think it's something terrible to look back on if you're the celtics just because um we probably touched on this in an earlier pod they're a little bit ahead of schedule still with still having the young core and a lot of the um, players on their team this was their first get-go at like a deep run in the playoffs or one in a long time. I mean, they went in 2018, but they were Tatum was a rookie, and right. a lot of their pieces weren't there. Um, I think that they played as the the Celtics played as best they could. Um, maybe you could say Tatum didn't play as best he could, but I think it's really hard when you're getting focused by a defense that's been in the playoffs for so long, like the Warriors. Like they know how to deal with the James Hardens, the LeBron James, and Tatum's a young kid. He's going to be able to work around that, but. All in all, the Warriors played out of their minds um, and they have some good young guys. So they're not going to be they're not going to be washed the next couple of years. Like they're in the in the championship talk for a couple of years to come. So we'll see how it goes. What's your take?
0: Well, OK, I was I was um, I was looking back at our keys to the game that we did on our last pod that we did together, previewing the finals that we wrote down um, Honestly, like, I, I, I agree with what you're saying about Tatum being focused. I still thought he did not play well. Yeah. Um, And that was one of the keys. Like, I, th- I think you said Tatum is going to have to go beast mode. Like he had to play. He just had to be the guy that was going to carry the load scoring. And mm-hmm. he, he, he really dropped the ball on that. And yeah, I know he was focused and Um, I mean, Wiggins is his own story for the for the Warriors. Uh, What an insane story that is. But. I don't. I'm going to mention Bill Simmons a lot in this just because he is like a huge Celtics fan. And I listen to his pod all the time. Mm -hmm. But, you know, I don't really buy the excuse of 24 years old. Like Mm -hmm. he, he was like you said, he was in the finals as a rookie. I mean, that was that was like five years ago. He's I mean, not he's not the normal like he's not the 24 year olds of the past where it's like his third year. You know, it's his fifth or sixth year in the NBA. Mm-hmm. Um I, I just I he it's it's really like he to me showed the difference between good and great. I think Tatum is a really good player. Yeah. But to be great you have to be consistent at the level that he showed he can get to you have to be there consistently
1: and yeah that's a great point yeah I love that point um I think that you're really you're hit the nail right on the head about him like can't be treated as a young guy. Like I totally agree. Like he if you look at the roster he's like the guy who has to be like the leader on that right. team. Like in the midseason like remember way back when like November, January when they were starting to get things turned around and they had that like player meeting and everyone was like is Marcus Smart going to be the guy who's like the right. leader of this team and like turn every, everything around? Um, Al Horford ended up being kind of that guy toward the later half of the season because he's like the only actual guy who's a leader. Yeah. But, I mean, I think you're right. Tatum, You're he didn't play up to his ability. Um, part of me wants to wonders if how that shoulder was affecting his play because there were a lot of games in, during the, uh, the playoffs where he'll like in the first five minutes of the game just – reach over and grab his shoulder because of a stinger but there hasn't been anything reported on that injury so we can't really speculate um too much Mm -hmm. I do want to highlight though um I think since he is only 24 taking that leap from good to great is freaking hard like Luca hasn't done that yet really because I mean if if Luca did it then he would have beat the Warriors right like if um I don't know. I think we got a lot of people that are close to making that jump. Cause I think well, Booker, is,
0: Booker is a good example for that too. I think.
1: Yeah. Right. Him yeah. Booker, you know? Yeah. Those three guys are pretty much, you know, the, the up and coming superstars, but, um, historically, when you look at it in the NBA, when guys are like 27, 28 years old, that's when they start to enter their, their actual prime. True. Um, I saw a stat um, LeBron didn't make the fi- LeBron's first finals when was when he was 24 and him and Tatum put up pretty similar stats. I'm not going to compare them. I'm not saying that they're the same player, but right. when, just once you get to a stage, like the finals, it really highlights the inefficiencies in your game and your team. And especially when you're playing guys, the people at the caliber of the warriors, just ultimate champions, um, kind of exposed Tatum. But I think that, Going into the next year, this is just going to motivate him even more to just work, 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 and maybe develop his voice as a leader on the team. But um, do you think that he looked rattled during the finals? Like yeah, Chelsea,
0: I, mean, I, I thought especially in the last like couple games, mm-hmm. like it didn't he didn't have that that fight that you want that you, you like. The Warriors took both of those games. I thought, especially six. Yeah. Um, and you would have just liked to see a little bit more fight from Tatum. And yeah, showing that leadership, kind of what you talked about. And I don't know. I just thought that he needed to be he needed to be a lot better than he was for them
1: to yeah, win. So I agree. Let's uh let's shift gears a little bit, but stay on the Celtics. Yeah. Um, let's talk about some positives for the Celtics. I think um obviously Jalen Brown had a coming out party, like averaging like 24 25 in the finals really like. He can hit a jump shot on anybody. Like he'll yeah. hit a step back or like a two dribble pull-up on wherever he's on the out on the court. And that's really impressive. Amazing shot creator for them. Like coming down the coming down the road, like he's always going to be in their roster and always gonna be making shots. Um yeah, and Rob Williams. Dude, that's what man, I was man. Yeah, that guy's crazy. Like he wasn't even healthy. Like that, that yeah. was one of the things. Like he was probably playing at like 85, 80 percent, and he's doing Giannis type stuff on defense like yeah. blocks that you don't think anyone else in the world could make um I I, I heard a good point I think it was Rusillo
0: was like is he I want to see this team with 100 uh Robert Williams it was like I don't know if that's possible like Robert Williams has a has a history of not staying healthy yeah so that's going to be interesting for them going forward because yeah you're right like if he's doing this at 80 you're like wow, what can we be like when we get to 100? It's like, yeah. I just hope he's one of those players that can can be at 100 at one, some points or for a long point in his career.
1: Yeah, well, hopefully we'll be able to see it once he kind of figures out his body and maybe grows yeah. into it too. He's still relatively young. Um, man, it was just a really fun finals. Um, but Jalen Brown is probably the, if they were to win two more games, it would have been Jalen Brown MVP. Yeah. The finals MVP. But that was really cool for them. All the, you know, grow and, do this as as a collective unit um do you think that they actually have a shot to get back to the finals yeah man that's that's
0: what i was going to ask you too um i'm interested to see what if anything they do this off season they have a really big trade exception i think it's like 17 million Mm. um so they can there's like some veterans that they can go out and get or some guys that are making a little bit more money that they can go out and get um Man, it, their role players became unplayable. That's that was one of the things I wrote down for the Celtics. Um, yeah. Pritchard, Grant Williams, uh, Derek, White. Derek White. Man, I was going to say Derek White in every game, but like two, um, like he had a couple games, like two games during the series where he was he was playing well, and other yeah. than that, unplayable. And that really hurts when you have you have to rely on a Robert Williams who's hurt, yeah. an old Al Horford, and Tatum and Brown playing 40 to 45 minutes like they've been doing for the past two months. Mm -hmm. That's pretty tough. Um, And those role players were really big in getting them there. Absolutely. And they really fell short. So I wonder if they, it's going to be, I don't know. What do you think they should do? Do you think they, they should kind of package some of those role players and some of the younger guys like Neesmith that they have and try to go get maybe a more established sixth or seventh man. Do you think they should kind of roll and develop these younger guys and keep this eight or eight man rotation thing they have going
1: on? I don't know. Yeah, that's a good question. I think um I think Grant Williams is a really good piece for them because he's kind of a small ball. I mean, I guess he's a true four. Um, and he can really shoot the ball if he's if he's hot. Um right. I think the Warriors are a really bad matchup for him. So I think they keep him um. Pritchard, I don't know if they need to have him on the team. Like, he's good. Um, He had some really good shots with them. He keeps the ball moving. Um, Derek White is another crucial piece I think they should keep. Kind of outside of those guys, um, I think they really need, like, a backup point guard, like a veteran point guard. Like Yeah, I like that. I'm not sure if Ricky Rubio still got anything in the tank, but, like, someone like him in that role that has been in the league for a while but can still distribute, still – um, handle the ball without turning the ball over. Um, just in those non I – mean, like, when they're playing the second unit of teams and, like, the regular season where they don't have Marcus Smart out there, like, they need someone who can kind of calm everything down, smooth things over. Um, and I'm not really sure who that is going to be. Um, but I think if they just get, like, another guard, I don't think they need another forward or, or a center. No, I, mean, a wing, I think a wing would be nice to take pressure off of Brown and Tatum. yeah. That's true, I guess, but I mean, um, I, don't, I don't know. Maybe you're right. Maybe not. I'm thinking about it. Maybe a wing could be good for them. Maybe this needs a presence. Just some dude that is a a veteran that can really actually make a, an impact. Like having such a young core, they, they can't keep plugging young guys in and expecting th- great things to happen. They, they need a little bit of direction from their –
0: well, that's why Horford was so important but i just don't know if Horford they really needed Horford to play as well as he did this playoffs and yeah. um i don't know he's going to get older and like you said you can't just plug in a young guy for that i also think i i i really think it's tougher for the Celtics because of the east like oh yeah i think the bucks were still the best team in the east no doubt no so, doubt that's more what worries me is it's like, it's not, if you're the Celtics, it's not, we have to play the same as we did this year to get to the finals. It's, we have to play better because the bucks are going to be a better team for sure. Absolutely. That's more for me with the Celtics that like, you don't just want Tatum to hit, to, to, to make that leap. He, he almost needs to. Yeah. Otherwise I don't know if you're going to be able to contend.
1: I agree. Absolutely. Um, and just kind of to touch on your point about um the Celtics inability to have any depth, Tatum played like the most minutes in the entire playoffs. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if you saw that stat, but he in the finals he averaged 40 minutes a game. Yeah. Um, which contributes to why he was so um tired on the court, you know? Yeah. So I definitely need to get someone to fill in for him.
0: All right. Let's go to the Warriors. Um I wrote all this down for the Warriors and I kind of want to go through this. Is, it's kind of chronological. So just for how weird of a season it was for the Warriors. I mean, obviously they win those three titles. Uh, what was it? Three thousand? was it three and four years?
1: Um, Five. Because they won – I think it was 2015, 17, and 18, I'm pretty sure. Okay. So they won the three titles.
0: Um, they had the number two pick in the draft in 2020 – they losing the playoff game last season, play in game last season to the Lakers. What a weird season for them. They they started off red hot. I remember, I think one of the first pods we did, um, like Curry was going insane. And we were like, this Warriors, like Curry's back. Like how yeah. how much did we miss watching Curry? Then remember he got like close to the three point record and right. like slowed down. Yeah, like he like- went so cold. Just ice cold for like a couple of weeks when he was like approaching three point record. Yeah. Ice cold from three. Draymond gets hurt. They took a dive. They were, they were the top in the, they were, they were right next to the Suns in the top yeah. of the West. Yeah. Draymond gets hurt. They take a dive. They go below the Grizzlies, I think at one point. Yep. Uh-huh. Um, then you get the emergence of pool. Like, pool, all of a sudden, second half of the season becomes – I remember going into the playoffs, people are like, is he they're going to be their number one option? And I mean, not, they, nobody, nobody thought they were going to take Steph, but it was like, oh, it's, Steph's going to need Poole because, you know, Clay is just coming back from injury. Clay's not the same. So, nope. Poole's going to need to be the guy. And then you get a weak playoff draw. You get, you get the Denver team when it's like it's literally just – Arguably the
1: worst team in the playoffs. Right. At that point, yeah. Right.
0: Then you get a Memphis team who it looks like it's going to be a competitive series until jaw gets hurt. Mm-hmm. And you realize probably for Memphis too, they were probably a year early anyways. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I don't know what you think about that Memphis team. I, I know you love Memphis. Oh my God.
1: I, I love be, Memphis. I think it was going to be my hard heart. for them to beat golden state anyways. I think I agree. I totally agree with that point. However, I think they were the best team to play the or the warriors in the entire playoffs. Yeah. Yeah. I think yeah. they gave them the hardest run for their money. Yeah. Um, I think yeah. it's gonna be a great was, series if Jaw is healthy. For yeah, sure. mostly at that. But... but
0: and then they avoid Phoenix in the finals. Yeah, and play Dallas, who I don't Dallas. I think is gonna be one of those teams where it's like Portland a few years ago, where we're like or Atlanta last the year. The Hawks. Yeah, we're like, yeah. how did this team? So yeah. then that's then and then you get the emergence of Wiggins in these playoffs, a guy like a former number one pick, a guy that they traded for, who's low-key stats aren't bad like his Mm -hmm. stats he's averaging like 18 points a game for his career and i don't know just what a weird and then they end up winning the championship
1: yeah i it's unreal let's let's stay on that wiggins piece like yeah i think his career arc is really awesome um and i think it highlights a lot about the nba so he gets drafted first overall right super hyped up player everyone's like holy crap this guy's one of the most athletic dudes to come out of the draft in a long time, six, eight, six, nine, kind of handle the ball. So he goes to the Timberwolves. He's one of the highest usage guys in the league for the first three or four years of his career um, taking, you know, he's averaging 25 a game on a crap team. Him and cat are just not doing, not winning games, but putting up good stats. Yep. Um, and then he gets traded to the warriors. Um, and a lot of people scrutinized the deal. Everyone was like, what the heck, why would you go for a ball-dominant guy when you have Curry and all this stuff? Um, they traded him for D'Angelo Russell in a pick, yeah, which turned it into Kaminga. Yep. So that's something to keep note of. Um, and I think one of the things that people missed when he got traded to the Warriors was he got traded from the worst franchise in the NBA to the best franchise in the NBA, right? There's like, could you imagine... Like look look at Zach Levine for for example when he was in the Wolves he was not doing anything but then we, yeah. when he went to the Bulls an organization who doesn't suck ass he actually put some stuff together and was actually playing well so I yeah. think having a fit of people who lo- who know how to win can you know put a good community around you really improves the the quality of the player and especially with a guy like Wiggins who's so damn athletic and so big. It was just a matter of time before they unlocked his defensive potential and rebounding potential as well. Like in the finals, he, he was the leading rebounder on the Warriors. He averaged like nine a game. I saw
0: something that he had never gotten above eight rebounds in a game.
1: Yeah. That's crazy. And now he's, he, didn't he rip on like 14 in one game or something like that? Like that's so awesome. Like, especially for, for him, like confidence wise, like when you get those boards and start dribbling the ball to the court, like it opens up fast break opportunities for him um, and also just gives him more confidence to shoot those jumpers. Like I remember um, watching like early in the season and he'd, he'd shoot those turnaround jumpers and miss. And then in the playoffs, he'd shoot the same shot. And I'm like, holy crap, that's the exact jumper that they need him to hit. Like that was a crucial shot. Um, he's a huge X factor for them because they got so many guys who are just three point specialists come off the ball and they needed a guy who can do the dirty work for him. And he's a perfect fit for that.
0: Yeah. Gary Payton was too during the series. Um, yeah. He just the guys that they can rotate in there to play defense while yeah. keeping their offense. And that's, I think that honestly just shows how great Steph is too, that you yeah. can bring in guys that like, are only good defense and they offense keeps moving because of, and it's literally just because of Steph Curry.
1: Yeah. Oh my God. Like Steph is so amazing. Like I, like I me mentioned in the open of this pod, like he had the ability to just take the life out of the crowd. Like every, I don't know about you, but every time he shoots the ball, I'm like, Oh, that's not going to hit the rim. Yeah. That's yeah. just gonna hit the bottom of the net. It's going to be just in. Um, So I think, the Warriors are going to be set up for a pretty good next year as well. Like clay got a lot better as the playoffs progressed. Maybe his numbers might not show it, but like his defense yeah, presence yeah. definitely got better. Like he wouldn't, he wasn't able to guard anybody in the first series. Like when they were playing the Grizzlies, like they were just going at clay. Yeah. Um, but then he kind of picked it up defensively and he beat some guys off the dribble and started hitting some shots. Um, I'm really excited to see where they're going to be at next year um with all their guys um i don't know if i'd pick them to come out of the west just because of the all of the other teams are going to be healthy mm-hmm. um, but they're really going to be tough to beat just because of their championship caliber players and team and steph curry <laughs> all
0: right do you have any more final slots because that, that's a good transition to either to one of two things that i transition, have i'm yeah. good okay so on our next, our next, one of our next topics, uh, you, you get to choose. Do we, do we do the Curry top 10 debate or do we do 2023 uh, contenders for the NBA?
1: Let's do contenders. First. Okay. Yep.
0: The Warriors um, do have the best odds right now to win the NBA finals for 2023. Shocker. Um, they are plus 550. Do you yeah. want to guess who's second?
1: Um is the Bucks.
0: No, Bucks are tied for
1: third. Okay. Um, right behind second. Yeah, let, let, let me let me guess. Is it the Nets? No, Nets are fifth. Okay, then well, I don't know.
0: Celtics. Um, what? <laughs> yep. I'm not the, even gonna come this, out of the East, dude. This happens every time, I think. After like right after the NBA champ or the any championship, the odds yeah. are always gonna favor those. Um, but So the Nets are fifth. Bucks are tied for third. The other team that's tied for third, plus seven hundred, the Los Angeles Clippers. Oh, dude, yeah, yeah. Big. Imagine to have
1: Kawhi and Paul George back.
0: Yeah. Do they do they come back though? What if Kawhi's just done playing basketball?
1: That that's just not true. (laughs) That's fake news. That's not good. Um, he's dude. He's gonna come back with vengeance, man. I I can't wait to watch him play. I hope so. He's He's done this before. He's done
0: this before, where he just disappears and then comes back, and you're like, "Oh, I forgot he's top five. Yeah, I mean,
1: he had a knee injury, and you know him; he's like load management guy. He really wants to make sure his body's in the right right shape to come back and play. Um, I think they're a really good team. The Clippers, I mean they they were good. They made the play in without their guys, right? They made the play in with, yeah. Paul George, like for a quarter of the season and then Reggie Jackson doing everything else and Zubat. I think the teams I'm going to watch next year are going to be them and the Nuggets. I'm the biggest Nuggets fan of all time. And I think once they get Jamal Murray back and if they get Porter Jr. back, even midway through the season, they will be a really interesting team to watch too. Um, Just because Jokic is just going to keep playing at Jokic levels. the West is going to be stupid next year because you'll have the Suns who are so sad that they blew the biggest game seven of all time. You'll have the Grizzlies who, you know, are a young group who are overconfident and going to play with everybody. Um, obviously, the Warriors and then the other teams we just mentioned, like the West is going to be super, super good. And LeBron James is in the West and Davis is in the West, too. So they're going to be. They're going to be fighting for a spot. It's going to be a crazy season next year.
0: Um, two things that I want just just based on what you said in the West. If you have to pick one of your teams, the Nuggets or the Grizzlies, who do you think goes further in the Western Conference playoffs next year?
1: That's an incredible question. I
0: know you'd like that one because you are you're a big fan of both teams, and they're in a very they have almost the same odds, and they have a very similar. Uh, well, going into next
1: season. Here's the thing. I've seen it from the Grizzlies before, right? They did it this year, they it this year and they, you know, kind of showed us something last year. The Nuggets haven't had their guys healthy in the postseason yet. I think I'm going to go Grizzlies. I, I think wow. um, just because of their – I think getting your playoff scars is really important as an NBA team, and they've done it like twice gotten sent home like sad and everything. And I think Jaws gonna keep making making strides. I think once they I don't know, man. They got a lot of pieces. That's the thing. Like they got a lot of good guys. Like the the Nuggets have Jokic and then like this year it was just Aaron Gordon and he's not even that good. Right. So like I think their depth is a little bit lacking. Like if they show me something they get some some decent pieces this offseason maybe I'd change my mind. But at this moment I think the the Grizzlies are deeper and a better bet to so just go farther.
0: And then my next one was the. Well, we talked. I think did we didn't we talk a little bit about Aiton on the last mm-hmm. on the last Maybe. pod? If yeah. they don't have Aiton, what what where do you think the Suns go next year? That's a good question. Um,
1: I think they definitely. <sighs> I guess it kind of depends on what they get in return. Yeah. Right, because like if they get him to a sign and trade, or maybe not, maybe they just get him a free agent. Like, just let him go. Um, I don't think they're gonna. I think he's restricted, so I have a feeling. Oh, he is. Yeah. Oh, okay, sweet. So it'll be a sign and trade. Um, I think this this has been the case for Chris Paul in his entire career. Any big that is with Chris Paul looks great. Like when DJ was DeAndre Jordan was, was in LA with the Clippers with him, he was like an absolute stud. Yeah. Um, so I think, I think there's a chance that if they even get like a serviceable big, like Miles Turner or I don't know, another, another center, yeah. they can, you know, fill those minutes, maybe not be as good as eight. And I think he's, I think eight as an individual player is a little bit underrated because of how much um, I don't know, other talk is going on with the Suns. Like I remember two years ago in the playoffs, he, he was shooting like 80% from the field, like yeah. just not missing. So I think, He's definitely got that in him. I just uh, don't really know where that was this postseason. He right. wasn't as, as dominant or as forceful. I'm I i do not really have any speculation of where he could go because every team needs a center except like the heat and the bucks and, and the nuggets, but everybody else does. Um yeah, what, what's your thought on that for for him free agent wise?
0: Yeah, I've always thought that that centers are just the most replaceable. Uh, position in the NBA, so yeah, I agree with you, kind of saying like a Miles Turner. Or I don't even know if you need to go that. I I just saw a, a mock trade for him for like the number eight overall pick. Yeah, no,
1: that's not no chance.
0: Yeah, I don't. I think if you're if you're the Suns, you go and get like a decent center, probably a more defensive minded one. Miles Turner would be great, and then another rotation piece. Yeah,
1: they need another dude that can play solid minutes and actually count on to go off the dribble. Like, obviously, that Devin Booker is your guy for that, but when he's getting keyed on like Tatum was in the finals, like it's really hard to score, you know, it's even if you're a guy who's good at scoring is Booker. Yeah. Um, I think also um, a Chris Paul insurance guy might help a little bit. Um, yeah. Doesn't have to be a point guard. Um, just another guy who can handle the ball, facilitate. Um, I agree. I mean, they need one eventually, too. Like, yeah, he's he's an old guy, like, he's not young. Um, he's gonna have to take a little bit less of a load just because I mean, he, he looked a little bit, you know, hurt. Like, obviously, he was playing through a hammy, um, this year, but that happens every year. So, we need some more Chris Paul insurance, um, for going into next year. Yeah.
0: Um, do you do you think Curry's a top 10 player now of all time?
1: Oh yeah. Yeah. I think I don't have a list in front of me of the, like, the accolades nah. of Bill Russell and Kareem. Right. And,
0: um we're not we're not Bill Simmons. This is where I defer to him. Right uh, on sure, this, sure, this, sure. this like, I not
1: I didn't watch Bob Cousy no. or, or Sam Cassell, all no. these freaking old guys who I have no and idea. He
0: he wrote a freaking book with yeah. like and he keeps his updated list, but I mean here are I posted on the, on the game chat, like, is Steph uh, – just a poll.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And the picture that I found I think has 11. So, you oh, yeah. to put him above one of these guys. Yeah, read me the um, list.
1: Let's hear the top 10.
0: So, it just has 11 people. and or it okay. has 10 and Curry. So, he has to be above one of these guys. Okay. Um, Bill Russell, Wilt Chamberlain, Magic Johnson, Shaquille O'Neal, LeBron, Larry Bird, Michael Jordan, Tim Duncan, Kareem, Kobe.
1: Okay, sorry, Shaq. Peace that, out, man. That's
0: yeah. That's um. That's Bill Simmons. Is doesn't Shaq. have Shaq, and then he has Steph and Kobe like right next to each other.
1: Okay, yeah. I think I don't know Shaq, Kobe. Um, maybe Tim Duncan. Um, I think it's hard. I think it's hard to to rule out tim duncan because they were just so good for so long yeah Um, that's that's why i love love the big fundamental he's an awesome dude um but honestly i think i think shaq is i I think it's i think it's shaq because steph was the best player no doubt about it like i mean shaq won the finals mvp when he was with the lakers a couple times um and he was the best player sometimes but like he had kobe right so they were just like co-stars it was really cool for them Steph doesn't have a co-star. I mean, he did with with KD, but winning one before him and winning one after. And also, he's not even done yet, man. Like, yeah, he's still in his prime. Like he's still shooting the absolute shit out of the ball. Um, I think having the best shooter of all time needs to be in the top 10. Like, I agree. He's still playing. All these other guys have finished their careers, except for LeBron. Um, he's just going to get better and i think he might even climb a couple more steps like if he wins one more then we're start, then we're talking about him being better than magic as the best point guard of all time right i it,
0: i did some research on that magic's cuz russillo defended magic pretty hard and when they yeah. were when he was bringing that up magic's numbers are pretty insane
1: yeah i'm sure they are but
0: but the guy that i think he 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 would pass would be kobe If he gets another title, he has five, which is the same amount as Kobe. Mm -hmm. And I don't know. I I think that their numbers aren't as far away as you'd think.
1: Yeah, dude. I'm a big Curry fan. He's always played the game the right way and he always he changed the game for us. Like we were the perfect age to see him just
0: he's he's, all those
1: shots. Just by far my favorite. Favorite basketball player. Yeah, he might be with the most fun basketball player to watch of all time. Ever. Yeah. Yeah. Like there's no one that can shoot like him. No, it's unreal. It's unreal. Um,
0: yeah, he's he's top 10 for me. Is he
1: the only guy on that list that can't dunk really?
0: Yeah, he's the only guard. He's uh, the he Simmons him. and Rosilla said he's he's the only guy under six six. His magic's okay. what six, 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 seven. He was yeah, a same guard, with Cody, but Kobe's he's like six five, maybe. Yeah. Only guy. That's a great six. point. That's crazy. He's by far the 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 greatest small guy in quotes of all time. Even though he's six three, which is still insane to me. That when you watch him out there, he's um, six <laughs> three. All right, NBA draft is Thursday. Yep. The Orlando Magic have the number one pick. The Oklahoma City Thunder have two. Rockets three. There is a clear, pretty clear three. players in this draft um and then it seems like there's a pretty clear four like the number four uh it's pretty clear that jaden ivy yeah number four player and the kings have the number four pick i think the biggest conversation there is are the kings gonna stay and take ivy or are they gonna trade yeah Um, but let's just simple question um who do you like out of the top three
1: yeah that's a good question. It's, um, it's
0: the only question this week for the draft. It's it's yeah. just that's if you're talking with your buddies, if you if you like the NBA, um you're everyone, that's just what what you're asking. You're who 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 do you like? Who's so your,
1: who's your one? This is a weird thing because like Chet Holmgren is everyone's been talking about him for the last three months Is him the, the number one. I wanna I want to say some stuff. He played for Gonzaga. Mm-hmm. They don't always play the best quality athletes throughout the course of the year. In the tournament, I was never enamored by his physical prowess or his, you know rebounding ability. I mean, he's like a power forward center type, but he's like my like level of jacked, you know, he's the same right. style. he's might even I might even be a little thicker than him, <laughs> which is in- incredible to say. Um, it is. It is. I think that he might have a tough time adjusting. To the NBA um, for the first few years, I'm not going to tell you he's not going to be good because he's super skilled. Mm-hmm. He obviously has a really high motor. He won He works really hard. Um, he's really confident in in himself, um, which is really really big. I think Jabari Smith is a more safe option, um, and I think that's what the Rockets should do. I think they should pick Jabari Smith because they just got rid of Christian Wood. Well, the Rockets are three. Oh wait. Oh, the magic are number one. Yeah. Excuse me. Excuse me. So I think, um, yeah. Well, if the Rockets could get Jabari Smith, that'd be sick. Um, But I think Jabari and Paolo are both gonna be um, no doubters, like good players in the NBA. I think Chet like has an opportunity to to not be great. Like, what if he gets a knee injury and then is never able to have the explosive, like, like ability that even got him to this point because when you're that frail and that tall it's it's yeah. tough to compete against guys like i don't know Dwight Howard could you imagine if Dwight Howard was 2012 Dwight Howard trying to post up Chet Holmgren like that right. or like right. even like if they played the bucks and they put up a picture of Giannis and Chet Holmgren that would just be couldn't believe those guys played the same sport um Seriously. but I think the reason I'm a little bit colder on Chet and a little bit hotter on Paolo and Jabari is because they both Jabari and Paolo both have kind of guard skills in a seven footer body. Like Paolo's like six ten or whatever, but he can hit turnaround jumpers. He, he played the point a little bit at, at, uh, in college, he really was bringing the ball up, making good passes. Um, he initiated a lot of their offense. Yeah. Yeah. He's really good. I, I think, I'm not sure where he'd be a better fit on. Um, but I think that if he went to the Thunder, if Paolo went to the Thunder, that would be a really fun fit with that team. Um, same with Jabari. But I, I think you can't really go wrong just because of the upside of Chet in the top three. But right. honestly, I would, if I was a GM, I would be so freaking anxious to have the number one pick just because think- like if he busts, then that would be a terrible thing for your franchise.
0: Yeah. I I think if I'm the magic, I would take Chet. Just on the history of my like franchise. It seems like he is the definitely the riskiest. Yeah. But he I don't know. I also think he has such high potential and they've taken they have so many guards. Like they just took Suggs. Yeah. Um, Cole Anthony, like you can even throw in Fultz in there. Yeah. And, and Wagner too. He's Wagner. Yeah. Like, I, I don't know. It seems like Chet fits really well in that, like being the the big guy to kind of, and I do like what, with, with Chet, you kind of mentioned this too, but I'd like that he went, when he was at Gonzaga, he didn't need to be the number one option. Yeah, He let Timmy be the number one option. And he played really well in that role of like, he can shoot, shoot too. And he can, Like, he's fine scoring 15, getting 10, and then having, like, a couple blocks and being a really big defensive presence. And I don't know if I'm the magic. Like, even if Jabari Smith – I think Jabari Smith is going to be a great player. Mm -hmm. But I think the potential for Chet is a little bit more. And then with Jabari, it's like, okay, now you just add another one of those, like, young players to that team. I don't know. He just – it just seems like that pick doesn't yeah. go anywhere. Whereas um I'd love I don't think Jabari gets to Houston, but he would be a great fit with Jalen Green as a guy who like doesn't need the ball and he can just shoot and play good defense because Green doesn't play great defense. Like that would be a really fun fit. I just don't think he gets to three. I agree totally.
1: Um I'm actually going to summer league this year. In oh, Vegas. that's sick. So um I will be able to see Yeah, you'll be uh, on the ground. End. Yeah, I'll have to get the the game chat like live feed going. <laughs> yeah, on, for real on Instagram. Um, that would be really fun. Um, but I think my perception of Chet Holmgren will change once I see him up against dudes that are you know in the at least the G League or at least fighting for a spot like dudes who aren't you know Division One athletes, people who are actually pros. Um, I think I I'm honestly expecting to have my perception completely changed because he's like the number one pick. Everyone's been talking about him. I just haven't seen all of the uh all of the hype yet. Right. Um, but I'm I'm looking forward to it. Um they are they actually just announced um the the schedule for um the summer league and we're gonna get to see Houston Orlando is the Ash. first game. And then we'll like that's gonna be sick. So we're gonna yeah. see the, the first and second overall player playing against each other in the first summer league game so I'm excited to, to yeah, get that. that's sick. that's sick.
0: Um do you like anyone anyone outside of that top four that we haven't talked about? Are there any players uh later in the draft that you, um, know that you like?
1: So that kid from North Carolina, Love, I forget his last, I forget yeah. his first name. Caleb um, Love. Caleb Love, yeah, dude. When I was watching the tournament, he was just hitting Did clutch he? shot after clutch shot. Did I he think stay he's... in
0: the draft? Um, he might have gone back to Carolina.
1: I'm gonna look it up right now.
0: Yeah, because I really liked him too. Um, but I'm not. I didn't see him on this this board. That's the only reason I I uh, question it because. Oh, he he's
1: returning. My bad. Okay. Never mind. <laughs>
0: I do like him though. Um, he's a monster. He could go right now. Yeah. Um. I like. I I like Mark Williams out of Duke. Like that. He's a big guy. Um. I just I thought he was a really good at his role at in Duke, and that was like that was a really good team. I mean, Paula's okay. gonna go top three. They have AJ Griffin could be a lottery pick. Uh, Roach is really good. Yeah. Uh, they have a really good team, and I just. I think he's one of those guys that he's not going to – he's obviously not going to be a top 10 pick because he's not going to score 20 points a game. Mm-hmm. And he doesn't even have that potential. But he has a potential just to be like a Robert Williams. for yeah, this. Like, And that's – I don't know. Those types of picks like in the teens and the 20s I think are so valuable. Yeah. And, there's an,
1: another kid um, out of Kentucky. His name is Shadon Sharp. Yeah. He's yeah. really intriguing, super dynamic player. He's like 6'6". Six, six. There's a um, lot of
0: people that like him because he didn't play yeah. uh, at at Kentucky. and he, It's just a very weird, weird situation. But, yeah, there's a lot
1: of people that think that if he played at Kentucky, he could be the number one pick. Yeah, he was like a five-star guy Yeah, coming out of high school and has kind of always been hyped up. He didn't play super awesome. Um, At Kentucky, he didn't get a lot of minutes, but we'll see. I, I think... I didn't really follow college basketball enough this year, so I can't really yeah. say a whole lot on it, but I'm really excited to once I always love like after the draft, then you get to go and like look at the players and then see how they'll fit in with the other team. With yeah. The, rest of the team. Um, so I'm really looking forward to it. Um, studying the draft and, you know, seeing if there's going to be any difference makers on the team next year. So, yeah,
0: I agree here. I'll give you two, two guys. I like, um, here quickly that are kind of lower on the board as well. I I really like Ochai Um, mm. He's he's 22. That's I think his major downside is that he's old. Um, yeah. But again, I think he can be one of those guys like doesn't need the ball. He hits can hit threes really well and plays good defense. Yeah. Um, and I think that somebody's going to get him, like I said, in the teen late teens in the 20s, like a a contender. And I think he could play legitimate minutes for one of those teams. Like I think he's going to be really valuable mm-hmm. there. And then, um, I, I didn't, I, I didn't watch a ton of college basketball, but I really liked Kennedy Chandler. He's a guard out of Tennessee. He's really small, but he's pretty fast. Mm. Um, and yeah, just makes good play. Like he's a, he's not a shooter really, but he's a good playmaker and, um, plays good defense. And I don't know. I just like those pesky little point guards. I think those, yeah. If they embrace their role in the NBA can be really valuable for, for
1: yeah, coming off the bench or something really. Yeah, totally. Difference maker. Um, I think, I think um Jaden Ivy is really good. Yeah. He's gained a lot
0: of buzz too, about like, there's some people I think I was listening to some pod that had this, this guy was like, yeah, there's a top three, but it could be like, Ivy could be in that conversation. Like, there's a yeah, lot he, like people like
1: that much. He could be like a Scotty Barnes type. I mean, right. I, I know they're like not in their position, but like yeah, yeah, yeah. their hype after yeah, the draft yeah, and yeah. stuff. um I, He is so dynamic and like so strong, can get to the basket super quick. I think that's just something you can't teach in the NBA. And that's like a super, super valuable asset to have on your team of just a dude who can just slash to the basket and just bang out. Like, I, I think having the ability of a dude who can just. Dunk the shit out of the ball and get to the rack is super important, especially for these teams that are getting those high draft picks that aren't very good. Yeah. Um, who has a number four pick, by the way? Do you have that up? Yeah. Four is
0: Sacramento. That's kind of what oh. I was saying earlier about, but, um, Trading down. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. There's just a lot of people that don't like his fit with De'Aaron Fox and Davion Mitchell. Uh,
1: yeah. I don't know if they need another guard um, right. if they're going to stay with Fox. Um, but, yeah. But I think this draft's gonna be interesting because there's a lot of like uncertainty, I think, in, in the draft. And there's a lot of teams that are up in the lottery that might not need the lottery pick. They can trade down and get some more assets. Yeah. Uh, like I, heard, they, um, I heard um Portland is one of those teams as well who Yeah, they want to win now, right? They they have Dame and they really want to trade down, and try to get some assets. Yeah, that's what I've heard. And seven could
0: be pretty valuable. There's there's um I mean, Sharp is going to be right around that. Like four through four through seven is going to be very interesting because mm-hmm. there's, I think that's where we'll see some trades or if, if there's trades in the top 10, mm-hmm. they'll be there because there's there's Ivy and then the whole Sacramento thing that we've touched on. There's Sharp. There's um, Keegan Murray out of Iowa is a big guy that's like risen up draft boards. Um, and there's mm-hmm. a lot of just like different teams in there. So uh, yeah, that's I think we'll, where we get very interesting. Like the order of the top three, which which one two and three how it shakes out between those top three players will be interesting and then four through seven I think we could get some trades and stuff so hell yeah yeah but I'm looking forward to it um I agree I think it's more fun going back and like once the draft's over and then looking Mm -hmm. at the players and be like
1: absolutely yeah
0: so um that's all I got
1: I mean free agency do we do I, there's not a ton of like we can do it in a little bit well I think we could meet in like a month or so and once yeah was already shaken out then we can yeah. have fun um well we can do quick uh Christian Wood thoughts okay yeah what to wrap it up to do the free agency that's already happened what was your what were your, what were your thoughts I think that <laughs> I actually screamed when I saw the the trade because they gave up the, the Mavericks gave up a uh, twenty six pick and five dudes they didn't play. Right, it was it was it such was a Boban, uh Marquise Chris who went to UW doesn't yep. even play. Nope. Um, Lottery who else drinks. they give up? Uh, yeah, three hundred guys I can't even think of. For yeah, Christian Wood. Right, Christian Wood's going to play a lot of minutes for him. Like I can't honestly can't believe that the Rockets did it. Um, hopefully they get a good pick for the for for the twenty six pick. But like. They got fleeced, man. They got absolutely fleeced in that trade. Yeah.
0: It seemed like it made it made sense that they didn't want that they wanted to get rid of him, but I just his
1: value that low.
0: That's that's exactly it's like one of those things. Did like, did you guys call anyone else?
1: Yeah, dude, yeah. Feels <laughs> I mean, like you guys could have gotten gave more to... for him.
0: Like yeah, I like, wasn't I wasn't super surprised that they got rid of him. It was what they got back that surprised yeah,
1: me. Yeah, absolutely. I agree. Like I think Dallas just got an amazing deal on it and it it seemed like the Rockets were like hmm where could he go for for the best possible fit (laughs) oh give him to Dallas yeah oh we want a pick and five players we're not going to play right sure we'll take it I don't know I I think that's an interesting interesting thing I think it makes the Mavericks really good for next year like yeah I'm interested to see if Wood buys into being like more of a
0: not a role player role player but he needs – yeah, you have to let
1: Luca do his thing on the Mavs. Oh, absolutely. I mean, I, I think when you get I, – I think it's a thing that when we talked about with Wiggins earlier, like, the Rockets suck, man. They they literally sure. haven't won a game since Harden left. Like, I don't think they've won one. And when you're in that sort of environment, um, you just have to become the number one option and have to, like, take, take advantage sure. of the ball. But when you're playing with a guy named Luka Doncic, like – you're just going to defer to him because you'll just see his greatness and see how good he is in his work ethic. Um, I do think, I think it takes a certain
0: type of person to not everyone does that.
1: That's fair. That's fair. But but that's
0: my only like maybe hesitation, but I think if it, if it works out, it could be. Yeah.
1: I think that um, my perception of NBA franchises is a little bit more strong than a lot of people. I think that I I'm more of a believer in the franchise and not the individual player. Like if you look at the Heat, for example, like they've made role players that are super, super playable. But if you put them on like the uh the Timberwolves or the Rockets or the Magic, like they're not getting as nearly as meaningful minutes. So I think Christian Wood like fills a huge gap for them playing like huge center minutes. And mm-hmm. he's he's gonna be a great small ball five in the playoffs. Like he can hit jump shots, he can really rebound, he can do a lot of this stuff, catch lobs. Um they solved their biggest, um, you know, question mark of the offseason, especially for Dallas. Um, now, if they can get Brunson back next year, that makes them even more scary for the yeah. playoffs just because Luke is going to keep ascending and they'll get Hardaway junior back and they got a lot of good wings, but yeah. Yeah. I'm excited. I'm excited, man. Next well, year is um, going to be a crazy year. Last two things. Hmm.
0: Do you think Aiton is on the suns by the end, like start of
1: next season? That's a great question, man. Um, after seeing how Monty Williams answered the questions in the press conference, um, and they kind of just pulled him in that game seven, because like he kind of just gave up his body language was pretty bad. Um, I know that Monty tries to create a sense of community and just brotherhood in that organization. So to answer your question, I don't think so. I think they get him in a sign and trade or something. Cause I, I think if you pay him uh, as much money as he wants to be paid, I think it takes away from the the betterment of the, of the son's organization. Right. Yeah. I think, um, like we were talking about earlier, you can pay a big 10 or 15 mil and still get similar production as opposed to paying him 25 or 30. And I think that 15 mil can be spent elsewhere and get him another point guard. Yeah. Um, so I think it's just a financially not the best idea for the sons, but, Basketball wise, I think if they could retain him, they might be better off. But financially, um, it might not be the best choice for them. And then my, I, 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 I like that. I like that. I think that's.
0: I think we agree fundamentally on that yeah. point. Uh, mm-hmm. Does Zach Levine stay on the Bulls, dude?
1: Because he there was is a... the
0: biggest free agent.
1: Yeah, it's like it's him or who else was on the top of the list bradley brad beals of another one too
0: yeah he i think he has a player option technically
1: so Mm -hmm. oh right yeah so he's not unrestricted zach is
0: unrestricted the top free agent
1: yeah he's crazy um to think about like there was a lot of buzz about him going to the lakers Mm -hmm. a couple weeks ago i'm not sure if that deal gets done if maybe it will i hope it does that'd be awesome i would love to see him in la um I think the Bulls would be pretty stupid not to re-sign him. I agree. Um, just because he's kind of the one who kind of brought them out of it. Um, and he's just so dynamic, and he's just started his prime, I think. Yeah. like He's like 28, 29. So like I was talking about earlier, he's like just entering his prime. Um, but he could help a lot of teams actually win real – like I would love to see him – in like meaningful playoff games, you know. Me too. Me like too. Like playing and on that Bulls team, like having him and Demar being the, the number one and number two, like one A one B options. I think Zach would be the best with an actual one. Like I think you and I both can agree he's not a number one option no. on a championship team. No, but, but he's
0: a gr- he could be he a- could be a
1: two. He could be a two. We we just haven't seen it yet. Yeah. Um, I think if you put him with like. Even if he's the third option on the Lakers, that that's would be, what I was gonna say. He is scary. He he might be Shane. He might
0: be a three on a championship team. Maybe maybe you could be right, but that's that's like he's the type of three that you need to win the championship.
1: Yeah, absolutely, yeah. especially on a team like the Lakers too. Like right. when you got two forwards or big guys, if you count LeBron as a forward, a big guy, um, yeah, he would really help them out, like guard wise. I agree. Not having to play tht all the time for real (laughs) but yeah i I hope zach um i hope zach goes to the lakers just personal preference um an nba fan um because that would that make the west even crazier for real but you know we'll see how it goes hopefully the bulls retain him for their franchise but i'm not sure if it will happen
0: all right that's all i got like you said we'll we'll talk back later in the summer
1: Mm -hmm. um but yeah, it was a great playoffs. I really enjoyed it. Yeah, dude, what a great season. Thanks for having me on. First full season as a NBA analyst. Oh yeah, so bro. Excited to you know, fine-tune my skills for next year. <laughs> so we can,
0: yeah, we get a full off season
1: and I have to start great. writing some columns or something. Who Yeah, knows? for
0: real. <laughs> moving? Yeah, I love it. All right, man. It was good seeing you. Yep, good talking to you. All right, later, bro. Later.